0: Another struggle, another obstacle, another bite. Ain't no tellin' where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or oh, who I need to be. Just let me be free. Just let me be free. Yeah. It always has been. And it's fucked up. It should have never been. It's all it's all the entire fucking thing's based on fucking lies, man. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Good morning, Jesters. Good morning, Jestets. Good morning, fellow jestarians. I hope y'all are having a phenomenal day. It's a great day to be alive, man. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I love you. I miss you. Have some coffee today, bud. Stop by. I'll brew a pot. (laughs) Ha ha. Fuck yes, baby. Ah, so let's dive back into, uh, are drug use for adults chasing liberty in the land of fear Dr. Carl L. Hart Nora and other scientists have been quick to caution that pot for example is a gateway drug to harder substances but they never mention the more than half a million Americans who are arrested each year mainly for simple possession of the drug. To say nothing of the shameful racial discrimination in marijuana arrests. At the state level, black people are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana than their white counterparts. At the federal level, Hispanics represent three-fourths of the individual arrests for marijuana. That's because the drug law is a, a racial war. Or not the drug law, the drug war is a racial war. It always has been. And it's fucked up. It should have never been. It's all it's all the entire fucking thing's based on fucking lies, man. It's it's you go figure, right? <laughs> oh man. Three fourths of the individuals arrested for marijuana violations. This is despite the fact that blacks, Hispanics, and whites all use the drug at similar rates, and they all tend to purchase the drug from individuals within, within their racial groups. Well, 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 I guess I, I could be, because uh, uh, I don't think I've ever bought Bud from a white dude. <laughs> ever. <laughs> maybe once or twice, maybe. Uh, I would learn later in my career that the marijuana gateway theory grossly overstates the evidence by confusing correlation with causation. It's true that most cocaine and heroin users started out using marijuana first, but the vast majority of pot smokers never go on to use so-called harder drugs. To say marijuana is a gateway to harder drugs is baseless. It's just a correlation. A mere link between factors does not mean that one factor is the cause of another. I myself have long been guilty of focusing almost exclusively on the harmful effects produced by drugs, including marijuana. In the above experiment, for example, I didn't even consider the fact that cannabis might not produce negative effects on mental performance, let alone that it might produce positive ones. In June 2000, I was invited to give a talk to a meeting of the Behavioral Pharmacology Society. My study had not yet been completed, but preliminary data were showing that the drug produced virtually no disruptive effects on the complex mental abilities, e.g. reasoning and abstraction. Whoa, my bag is getting full. Nowhere was I. God damn it, I always looked away. Um... regular users and that it even improved performance on a test of vigilance and in terms of mood the drug produced euphoria and pleasurable feelings never mind at the conclusion of my talk I virtually ignored any beneficial effects and speculated that perhaps had I given participants multiple marijuana cigarettes prior to testing their mental functioning I would have observed more cognitive disruption Dr. Jack Bergman a Harvard Medical School based psychologist asked me a reasonable follow-up question. Is it possible that marijuana at euphoric doses is without effect on cognitive flexibility, mental calculation, and reasoning, at least in this group of subjects? Pause, we're gonna pause because I need to change out my bags. Uh, Okay. I also wanted to say before I go back to, to the book, But you guys are fucking awesome, man. At least in this group of subjects, I was so utterly focused on the harmful effects of the drug that I couldn't see this as a possibility. Even though it was exactly what the data was showing. Stumped, I managed to babble on about the possibility of including more complicated tests, measures to future studies. Jack's question would continue to nag at me. More and more I came to realize that drug abuse scientists, especially government funded ones, focus almost exclusively on the detrimental effects of drugs. Even though these are in fact a minority of effects. This has had a, drum- a damning impact on how so-called recreational drugs are re- regulated and inevitably on your own decision as to whether or not to partake of them. Lies, I'm telling This whole fucking society that we live in is based on lies, man. Every fucking thing. Religion is all a fucking lie. Your government is a fucking lie. The war on drugs is all a fucking lie. It's just a way to fucking make money and give people power, man. Take that shit the fuck away from them because they don't fucking deserve it. Jesus, now I'm getting aggravated. (laughs) Uh, Here's the bottom line. Over my more than 25 year career, I've discovered that most drug use scenarios cause little or no harm, and that some responsible drug use scenarios are actually beneficial for human health and functioning. Even recreational drugs can do and can and do improve day-to-day living. Several large research studies have shown that moderate alcohol consumption, for example, is associated with decreased risk of stroke and heart disease the top killers in the united states each year as you will discover a number of beneficial effects have been observed with other drugs as well from my own experience the combination of my scientific work and my personal drug use i have learned that recreational drugs can be used safely to enhance many vital human activities the war on drugs every. Fucking goddamn thing is a fucking lie. Why the fuck do we just continue to say, oh, oops, he was he made a mistake. No, they fucking didn't make a goddamn mistake. They fucking lied to you just so they can have their own fucking way and pad their fucking pockets, man. The whole fucking system. It's one big fucking lie, man. It's it's aggravating as fuck. And I'm 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 going to keep fucking putting this shit out. But I'm also going to keep smoking my goddamn marijuana. Puffing these vapor bags. Ooh, and that one's already full and this one isn't got... Hmm. It's because I was reading. So now I need to concentrate on emptying this. I'm trying to think... <coughs> I can empty this right now. But I'm gonna cough like a motherfucker. Let's fucking do it. (laughs) It's not gonna do it. I'm not gonna throw it. It's not gonna go. (laughs) There. Good. Finish it now. (laughs) Goddamn. Off break. Wow. That was so intense. And I didn't even fucking empty the bag. <laughs> okay, now we can just turn the fan off. We can just chill with this one as we finish reading. We're not going to finish, but as we continue reading. Let me take off my glasses because I think that might make it a little bit better. It might. Because I'm a, I'm getting old and need bifocals. Ha ha. With some trepidation, i <laughs> coughing. It would appear. Hmm. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> oh. Ah. Shy. Now we'll leave that one in because I know that wasn't intense. With some trepidation, I chart in this book for the first time my awakening as a citizen scientist trying to make people aware of these facts. I also describe my struggles to convince other drug abuse researchers that we operate under some important biases, which in in some cases are more damaging than the drugs themselves and prevent us from exploring new treatments and healthier, humane, policies. Goddamn right. Common fucking sense. Based on science. But as we've seen through this fucking scandemic, nobody fucking bases their shit on science. It's all emotion. They make emotional decisions, not factual decisions. And that's, that's what's driving this fucking country to the goddamn knees, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Make... Make your decisions based on your facts, not on your fucking emotions. My God. Ah, now now I lost my goddamn place. Well, my... uh, I provide detailed strategies that you, as a responsible adult drug user, can, can employ in order to enhance positive drug effects while minimizing negative ones. There are the same... These are the same strategies that I use in my government-funded research to keep research participants safe. Yeah. Mm, excuse me. A point I need to emphasize here is that this is a book for grown-ups. By that, I mean autonomous, responsible, well-functioning, healthy adults. These individuals meet their parental, occupational, and social responsibilities. Their drug use is well-planned in order To minimize any disruption of life activities. They get ample sleep, eat nutritiously, and exercise regularly. They don't put themselves or others in physically dangerous situations as a result of their drug use. These are all grown-up activities. You have to be fucking responsible. Take personal fucking responsibility for your actions. And do what you do. Be safe. Don't harm anybody, man. That's what fucking, that's what life is about, man. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. It's also about fucking smoking weed. Because we enjoy cannabis. Cannabis is fun for us all. Excuse me. Growing up is difficult. And it's not guaranteed. Thank you for that. In other words, neither this book nor drug use is for everyone. They are for those who have managed to grow up. To grow up. Who are able to take fucking responsibility. And learn from their fucking mistakes. From the choices they fucking made. Why are you cursing so damn much? Because it's cold and I'm trying to stay warm. Fair enough. Fair enough. If cursing does that for you, buddy, you go on with that shit. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Jerk. Oh... I recognize that people with mental illness and those experiencing actual emotional crises, e.g. the death of a loved one or a divorce, may also be interested in the ideas expressed within these pages. But because people with specific mental illnesses and those in crisis are at at greater risk for experiencing negative drug-related effects, it would be irresponsible of me to encourage use by these groups without detailing each caveat associated with any particular substance and psychiatric disorder. Frankly, that analysis is beyond the scope of this book. A related issue is drug addiction. Drug use for grown-ups is unapologetically not about addiction, but because I use the term addict and addiction throughout, it's incumbent upon me to clearly define them. Simply knowing that a person uses a drug even regularly does not provide enough information to tell whether that person is addicted. It doesn't even mean that the person has a drug problem. To meet the most widely accepted definition of addiction, the one in Psychiatry's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, a person must be distressed by their drug use. In addition, the individual's drug use must interfere with important life functions, such as parenting, work, and intimate relationships. This use must take up a great deal of time and mental energy and must persist in the fact of a repeated attempt to stop or cut back. Other symptoms that the person may experience include needing more of the drug to get the same effects tolerance and suffering withdrawal symptoms if use suddenly ceases. My use of the term addiction throughout this book is interchangeable with with DSM-5's substance use disorder, which also means problematic use of the sort that interferes with functioning, not just ingesting a substance regularly. Too often, the conversation about recreational drug use is hijacked by peddlers of pathology as if addiction is inevitable for everyone who takes drugs. It is not. 70% or more of drug users, whether they use alcohol, cocaine, prescription medications, or other drugs, do not meet the criteria for drug addiction. Indeed, research shows repeatedly that such issues affect only 10-30% to of those who use even the most stigmatized drugs, such as heroin and methamphetamine. This observation highlights two important points. The first is society's flagrant, disproportionate focus on addiction when discussing drugs. Addiction represents a minority of drug effects, but it receives almost all the attention, certainly the media attention. Think about that. Have you ever read a newspaper article or seen a film about heroin that didn't focus on addiction? Imagine if you were interested in learning more about cars, or driving. And could only find information about car crashes. Or information about how to repair a car after a crash. That would be ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous, I say. Ooh. Let's, uh, let's leave it there. Let me get my... <coughs> off break. And we will pick that back up tomorrow baby this seems to be a pretty interesting book so far I think I'm gonna get into it man fuck yeah fuck yeah now it is time to see what these fucking liars are trying to sell us today huh cuz I like I said I, I, I realized it just now every fucking thing our society is based on is a fucking lie so, how the fuck are we gonna keep it going if not with more lies on top of lies, compounding lies, goddammit, until it's done? Until the lies are so goddamn heavy it crushes. POW! We'll see. We'll see what the fuck happens, buddy. Let's dive right into that UFC. We'll see what kind of bullshnykies these mother truckers are trying to sell us today. Ha 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 ha. If you have a topic that you want to hear the Jester's opinion on, or if you have a comment that you'd like to tell the Jester, leave a message at anchor.fm forward slash Norod. That's N-O-R-R-O-D. Anchor.fm forward slash N-O-R-R-O-D. Ha 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 (laughs) ha!
1: We have a glimpse now of one community in a region devastated by tornadoes.
2: Tornadoes swept across multiple states over the weekend, including Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Kentucky suffered the most, with dozens of people reported dead.
1: NPR's Brian Mann has been reporting from Dawson Springs, Kentucky, one of the communities affected. Brian, good morning.
0: Oh, shit. What kind of community is it? It's a
2: town of about 2,500 people, Steve, and I have to say it was just devastating to be there yesterday. I just want to describe this one moment. I was in a a field that stretched as far as I could see, and it was just scoured rubble. and, And spread throughout were people just going through the debris, trying to find anything that they could salvage under this blue sky, a cold wind blowing. It was just the harshest landscape. And it turns out Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, his family comes from Dawson Springs. He spoke emotionally about this yesterday. And he also said, you know, this, this has happened across Kentucky, just a terrible loss mm, of, of it's homes sad, and lives. It's sad. We're going to have over a 1,000 homes that are just gone, gone. And that assessment is going to take some time. But we, we, I don't think we'll, we'll have seen damage at this scale ever. And it's just not clear yet, Steve, how many people died in the storm. Now, who are some of the voices you heard as
1: you walked through that field where a town had been with the people standing? I wonder
0: the how world. they're going to politicize this.
2: Yeah, I, I checked up from, from that spot.
0: Goddamn, Republicans are causing tornadoes
2: now. <laughs> digging through rubble <laughs> of their homes. <laughs> Is that how they're going to say it? That's when I met Becky Jackson, who's 50 years old, and she was actually in her mobile home Friday night mm. when the tornado hit. It just threw me backward. And uh luckily I did, I come out without a scratch I, I'm I'm just sore. And, and it really did seem miraculous to be standing there with her that in the front yard. That is of miraculous. Debris, That's some of it crazy. Blown from miles away and her trailer was just a twist of razor sharp metal. It's completely destroyed. I have
0: nothing. Uh, nothing my, on that. My, nah. my, my trailer's gone, my vehicle's gone.
2: We have nothing. I also stopped in at the First Baptist Church where the pastor, Trent Keaton, had just wrapped up a prayer
0: vigil. It's not, you have friends, I'm sure, you have family, I'm sure, you'll make it, like, all that was just stuff. You have your life and you have you have the ability to continue, man. That's, that's what the hype's about, because life, it's life, man, you have life. So you can't say you lost everything, buddy. I love you and I appreciate you just be positive man i want to pull back
1: the lens just a little bit because we do have a storm system that seems to have caused devastation in multiple states and one of the other locations just in kentucky was mayfield that's where people were working in a candle factory the night of the storm why were they still working
2: even after the tornado warnings went went around yeah, it's a really good question and we don't know yet. A company spokesman is saying there are confirmed 8 people dead at that site. Another uh, 8 mm. people roughly maybe missing. Um It does appear that these factory crews were working flat out to produce candles for the holiday season. Uh, This is also a factory, we've learned, that had numerous alleged safety violations in the past. But why workers were still on site and why the tornado shelter there didn't protect many of them, um, that's still unclear.
1: As you were moving around the region, did you see signs that people were getting help? And it,
2: it is still a big need here. A lot of folks, I'm tens sure. of thousands of homes, still I'm without sure. electricity uh, in many areas. i heart really goes
0: out to those people, man. Food. It's gonna uh, be so tough, even for but you'll make it. I promise. Home,
2: Steve, getting back to normal's gonna take time.
1: Brian, thanks so much. Thank you, Steve. NPR's Brian Mann.
0: Hey there, fellow Jesterians Let me tell you about a sponsor of ours that is now part of the Jester family. Shine On Botanicals is one of the purest CBD distillate on the market. We have tinctures, roll-ons, vapes, gummies. We also have pet tinctures. Money back guarantee if you find a better price. Email jester at gmail.com. Put Shine on the subject line and list what you would like to purchase. By the end of the week, you will receive an invoice. Easy peasy. Now let's get back to the UFC and fight against that bullshit propaganda. Okay, some Americans are having trouble absorbing this news, but coronavirus cases are surging again. Jesus Christ. Right. The is Jesus Christ. Coronavirus, related coronavirus. Again. Can we fucking understand that this is a fucking virus and they're just trying to fucking... Okay. I don't fucking believe any of their goddamn numbers because it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, you you get coronavirus, you get sick. You're not gonna die unless you're completely unhealthy. So make your fucking decisions. Better become a healthier person, and you'll live, man. You'll be sick, but you'll live. Don't let these motherfuckers try to scare. Oh, you gotta go get the shot, because you're just making these people see. Again, everything we 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 base our society on is a fucking lie. Just be, so keep that in mind as you listen to what these motherfuckers are trying to tell you, man. Northeast and
2: the Great Lakes region in particular. And as scientists learn more about the threat of the new variant, Omicron, right, there's debate over whether to change the definition of fully vaccinated.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Who the fuck cares, man? See, like I said, they're trying to sell these fucking shots to you. Because... Right. The, these people make Obama money off Pfizer, off, weeks, off all these the goddamn companies. So they're trying to sell you these goddamn Fox vaccines that you don't fucking need. Obama at Obama the fuck, at, at all. Tell me cause. why I need to take a fucking, fucking shot. Tell me. Cases are doubling every two to three days. Oh, yeah, yeah so what? Who the fuck cares? Because it's cold and people are inside now. It's the fucking flu. That's what happens. Jesus Christ
2: we have seen it here 3 weeks later. so we need to be very careful and take it seriously even
0: now we fucking don't. we got to do shit because the fact fact it's gonna a fucking... going to stop trying to people scare people, these fucking people, people man
2: hospitals in winter in the united states
0: you're full that of shit go fuck yourself man Remember, Pardon the right language now, i'm Delta i'm, still I'm, I'm, with the I'm temperature temperature i've had enough to hear it up to here with this bullshit man fucking ridiculous South donkey shit
1: already have hospitals <laughs> stressed thin. so in response to
0: this yeah because they had the fucking mandate to get this fucking set. shot and <laughs> telling you to take be told really what, do don't tell, book book. tell me what the and fuck to do and I'm not
1: that sort of thing are Americans becoming more cautious again
3: Mm, no, uh, I mean, New York brought back its mask mandate and other places may follow suit, but without mandates, new survey data suggests many people, Steve, are just kind of done. I mean, the risk does not seem to be resonating.
0: Because there is no fucking risk, you dumb country girl. That mm, was, was, was close. That was close. You're okay. going to get fucking sick. You make your goddamn decisions to become a healthier fucking person. And you're not going to fucking die. That's just how it fucking works, man. Don't let these motherfuckers lie to you and tell you any goddamn difference. Because they're just trying to keep you scared and sell these fucking shots for these pharmaceutical companies. That's the only goddamn plan they have
3: about 35% of people say they're masking in Maryland. It's a little more than 60%. percent There are generational difference, too. Older people are more likely to take precautions to wear masks
0: than younger Fine. people. And if they want to, let them. But continue. don't fucking tell everybody else they have to. to the
1: Jesus.
0: Exactly. See, the they're trying to sell you these fucking shots. Go fuck yourself, buddy. I just, I don't care. So, <laughs> Dr. <Fauci> says, <laughs> fuck Dr. Dr. Fauci. He's a <laughs> fucking liar. We know he's a liar. Somewhat encouraging <laughs> News, is that preliminary data show Fuck you Fauci you dick
2: booster, It raises the level of protection high enough that it then does do well
0: It does do and well if it, right. might. Now, it might it might do this but go fuck yourself with these goddamn bullshit man We know Fauci's a liar We know Fauci has something to do with That dude should be fucking stripped of fucking everything man fellow jesterians i want to tell you about an amazing sponsor we've had since a jump that's 71 degrees and cloudy they're a cute little head shop in the heart of lakewood new york at 15 Chautauqua avenue they can also be found at 710 cloudy.com they have smoking deals on your smoking accessories they have bongs dab rigs bowls incense all types of smell good Posters, apparel, dad pads, and so very much more. Use a code word SWED10 at checkout and save 10% on your entire order. Hashtag good shit. Now, back to the show. of people across latin america and the united states are remembering vicente
2: fernandez the mexican musician died on sunday he was considered the last living legend of the mexican ranchera that's a style deeply rooted in the values and traditions of rural mexico he was beloved by millions not only in mexico but across latin america and here in the u.s
1: and pierce adrian florido is here adrian good morning Good morning, Steve. This seems to me to be a figure who was massively known in some communities, maybe not a familiar name at all in some others. So who was? I don't know who he was. Well, Fernández spent six Vicente. decades singing Mexico's most popular songs ¿Qué?
0: on film and Fernandez. on stage. He
3: sold 50 million albums.
0: He won three Está Grammys. Muerto, no yet, his music were really synonymous no with Mexico itself. Pero and
3: he was beloved for a long
0: time for his beautiful voice. Na, no, sé. no, no, no. No conozco a Diana Noheng Y que importante La música está buena, sí, pero Él tiene un voz Bueno Muy bueno sí. Es un rey but well, listen, this.
3: Well,
0: it's good. That, I mean, while well, it's not good that he died, but but I mean, he, his music them. was good. You know, he was a man who rose from
3: poverty to become Mexico's biggest star, and yet he always maintained this affinity with uh, the country's, you know, rural and poor
0: and working class people. Good. Uh, he was, he a was a good, good fucking person, person then. Of the, of the he wasn't fucking won over modern by, modern by modern the goddamn socials, money. patriarchal
3: culture, and society.
0: That's and that good fucking he dude then. Typical
3: stoic macho man. His songs, especially his songs about heartbreak, they were often so so vulnerable. Uh, Listen to how Leila Goble from Billboard magazine described him to me.
1: He would sing these songs with so much pathos and so much emotion, and uh, grown men would cry, and he would cry. Perhaps because he was such a macho man, you know, he could
0: cry and i think that macho, macho man you know i want to be a macho man Matt, i, to I give much respect to this dude
3: just 100% Adrian, we've been talking about
1: Mexico's greatest star, but I want to remember that a lot of Latin America is here as part of the United States and you're in Los Angeles, which has the largest Mexican-American community in this country. How are people responding where you are? Uh, well, Fernandez's death wasn't a surprise. He was 81. He'd
0: been in the hospital. Oh, ten da uno.
3: but for a lot of people it still felt horribly painful, like losing the family Patriarch, uh, I was sitting in traffic last night, and every Spanish radio station was airing tributes. His songs were blaring out of the cars next to me. And on Univision's TV newscast last night, one of Fernandez's doctors cried as he described mm. going back to the hospital where he'd been treating the singer, putting on some of his music, and weeping. Mm. Not just because his patient had died, but because
1: that oh, patient sad. had also been his idol since childhood. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Adrian Florito.
0: I'm just a fucking pothead. <laughs> and that is the UFC for Monday, December 13th, 2021. Fudge. Yes, man. <laughs> These mother trucking, mother trucking truckers, man. was pretty dumb. These mother... These mother truckers, man. These gosh darn mother trucking mother truckers, man. They just trucking up, man. They trucking up everything. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to say, fuck these bastards, man. <laughs> oh, shit. It's definitely cold out here this morning. God damn. Uh, so the first story was about the tornadoes in Kentucky. Sad as shit, man. People say they lost... Well, they didn't... If they died, they lost everything. If they're still alive, then they only lost their possessions. They can continue on. You will get by, I promise. Because there are a lot of good fucking people in this world. I, I promise you. Maybe not enough, but there's plenty. Well, maybe not plenty, but there's... There are, there are many good people. There should be more. I'm surprised they didn't bring up climate change in that uh, story. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. But, yeah, the climate is changing. It's not human-caused uh, climate change, but it's changing. It's something it does all the fucking time, as, as we've learned. Throughout the years, by listening to Mr. Ben, because he's—I mean—he gives us proof, and he tells us, and then you see, you realize what the fuck's really going on, and when you realize that everything our goddamn uh, society's built on, based on, is a fucking lie, then you just—you'll—you'll you'll wake up, you'll realize, man, these motherfucking motherfuckers, watch your language, okay? I'm sorry, these mother trucking mother truckers, man. And I also want to take this, make a brief interruption to remind you that if you have a Roku, to download Channel 716. That's C-H-A-N-N-E-L space 716. There's tons and tons of original content on the way. And also, Western New York News Now. So download it on Roku, Channel 716. Now let's get back to the show. The second story, More Lies coronavirus cases are are skyrocketing skyrocketing well yeah because it's uh winter it's cold outside people stay inside people will huddle up get closer together so the flu is going to spread you'll get sick sickness happens man sickness fucking happens does it suck getting sick yeah it does but you know what the fuck is gonna happen. You don't know what the fuck's gonna happen if you get in fucking the shot put in you, man. But that's all on you. Darwin's Law, man. Survive the fittest. We will see. We will fucking see. Fuck yeah. So, and the final story was about Vicente Fernandez. Está muerto. Lo siento. I'm sorry. I, I feel bad that he died. I mean, I didn't know who he was, but he is—he did have a golden voice. That's for goddamn sure, man. I'm gonna have to look up his music now. And I'm gonna have to add his channel to my Pandora. Out of respect and love of music. Why do you sing, then? If you love music, you sound fucking horrible. <laughs> You're a dumbass. Oh well, shit happens, man. But what we can do now, or well, now I know we can do. We can do any fucking thing we want. But what we are going to do now is we're going to check in with Mr. Ben. We're going to see what space weather is for Monday, December thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. Good morning, Mr. Ben.
4: Good morning, folks. We're opening with two solar sequences to give me a moment to open with a comment. For everyone asking if we somehow missed the tornado outbreak this week, did you miss it on literally every other news outlet everywhere? Should I become CNN and just tell you what you can hear everywhere else? Or should we keep on and start with our star at SpaceWeatherNews.com? We find the last 24 hours on our star much like the last. We've said there's about a week of quiet sun coming, and we're nearing the end of that week with an active region creeping onto the Earth-facing disk on the south and enhanced solar wind from the corona hole both coming this week. For now, geomagnetism is quiet. So we go to radio science and find the general geomagnetic storm models cannot reproduce the actual electrodynamic behavior above our heads. They were able to show how sometimes some parts of the world get hit harder than others, and that is a great point that we have labored to near exhaustion. Up next, it's a throwback to the electric drive of the wind. This works on Earth and Mars, it's just much more obvious there. The charge that accumulates on the grains makes them vastly easier to lift and send afar with the wind. On Earth, it's the global electric circuit. On Mars, it's pretty much a constant thin electric atmospheric forcing itself. Folks, we've also got the best paper tracking faunal extinctions with Earth's disaster cycle since that big one in 2019, Channel Vigliotti and Reviews of Geophysics. Here, they have an amazing number of species tracked and when they went down. On the timeline, the very first thing you need to do is look at the dates and realize this is not scale or linear. 8,000-year jump from the first mark to the second, and then basically a whole bunch of them right around the 20,000 years ago to... High 18, 19,000 years mark. Then all the way over here is the low teens and the last 10,000 years. So again, it is not scale linear left to right, but even still. The largest creature taken out in this list was at Lake Mungo in the last glacial maximum. This cluster right here is the death blow of the Helena Poly magnetic event and Heinrich event one. Big gap in the extinction events, and then a cluster at Gothenburg and the younger Dryas. So bad they just tossed the Grim Reaper on there because you can't fit 10,000 animal pictures into that little area. <laughs> and then, how about the last one listed matching the Noah flood or Sumerian event? Folks, that was incredible the grouping of extinctions driven by these cycles and to be that obvious despite a preposterously out of scale timeline on the x-axis again since the big bombshell in 2019 this was by far the best paper showing how these cycles bring the end of many species next one is on our doorstep did you miss episode two of the big burb yesterday this episode dove into the engine and some other options rocky kept making fun of me I subtly give him the finger at one point in the video. It's fun. Check it out. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now. It's 5.30 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone.
0: Absolutely. Fucking stellar episode, Mr. Ben. Hashtag good shit. Remember to subscribe to Suspicious Observers on YouTube, get full impact of his videos, and stay up to date on what's popping off cosmologically. Fudge yeah, fudge yeah, fudge yeah, what, what, what. Quote of the day. Life is a succession of lessons which must be lived to be understood. Thomas Carlyle. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, man. It's a succession of lessons. That's how you grow. You learn. You never stop learning. You never stop learning. And you never stop growing. That's just how... <laughs> wow, is that the theory? That's just how life is. You gotta learn. You gotta grow as you progress further in life. That You never stop learning, man. So. <clears throat> mm, excuse me. Yay! If you're not laughing, you're not living, baby. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Be a better version of yourself. Smoking the weed every day, and just just makes you fucking happen, man.